Hey you damn guys, welcome to Book Club Member Comics. My name is John Salinas and I'm here with... Aubrey Loveless. Yeah, I'm Danielle. Hey, it's hey. comic book time everybody. Is it? Is hey, it comic book time? comic book time. Yes. This is our book club podcast. We're reading comics, we're talking to our friends, and here's Danielle to tell you all about it. Uh, we're going to read. We're going to read something, and then you're also going to read it, and then we're going to talk about what we read, and then you're going to listen to us talking about what we read. And then you're going to talk about what we talked about when we talked about us talking about the thing that we read. And (laughs) then we'll talk about what you talked about when you talked about us talking about the thing (laughs) that we read. And that's a book club and that's friendship. Back to you, John. Oh, no, wait. Before I go back to John, you have to send us like an email. So like we're not psychic. Like you have to actually (laughs) you have to leave us a comment on social media or you have to email us or something. Send us a recording of your voice. We love that. And we'll play it on here. Back to you, John. Ah, thank you. Yeah. I do get some psychic vibes from some book club members, though. Do you? Yeah. Example. <laughs> Give me an example of this. And uh-huh. by the way, to everyone who can't, because I know that you can't see this because you're listening to us, he did put his fingertips to his temple Yeah. when he said that. <laughs> like, of course, like you do. Yeah. You have to do that when I you're talking about getting psychic vibes. I do get psychic vibes. Getting psychic vibes. Psychic like, vibes like Professor from other X book club members. We're doing research for the Hellboy book club. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And uh, and I have to go back through all my comics. Yeah. I tap into the mm. the psychic vibes. He's doing of... the thing again where he's touching his temple. <laughs> <laughs> I tap into the I tap into the psychic vibes of Mark Tweedo and Matt Strachbein. That's that's to, true. To guide me. I have seen you do that. <laughs> I got some shouts outs for this week. Shouts outs. Shouts outs. Yes. Okay. I want to shout out Michael Avon Oming. Michael Avon Oming. Book club member. Yes, book club member and amazing artist, creator. Amazing. Yes. Um, Mm -hmm. William of Newberry has been announced. I talked about this a little bit on Hellboy Book Club last week. Very exciting. Yeah, so we're super excited about William of Newberry. We are. This is a tale suitable for all ages, fit for lovers of history, the supernatural, and of course, anthropomorphic folklore. Love that. William is a neurotic raccoon monk, fearful of the earthly world, but confident and unwavering in the face of true evil. With untold darkness threatening the quaint and cute yet deadly town of Newberry, William will have to negotiate with thieves, evade his brother and the church, and battle with the undead and evil spirits. Love that. Yeah. Love that. And uh, if you've been following Omin on social media, you know, he's been teasing this. Aubrey, you mentioned that, right? So there's some really cool Mm -hmm. images out there. And um, yeah, amazing book. And we kind of got a preview of that after our... Did we say that? Yeah. Well, we talked about it last week. We talked about it on Hellboy Book Club. But um, we got to see a little bit of that. Mm, Yeah. Little um, little black and white, little nice little black and white preview. Yeah, really cool. Very exciting. Yeah. So we're super pumped about this We're anthro-friendly. We're oming-friendly. What doesn't this book club have? (laughs) We got pickles. Yeah. Yeah. What we don't have is more mm-hmm. recordings of our book club members' yes. voices. We need more of those. Benny Decker. Oh, yes. Uh, a spearheading the way <laughs> for that, by the way. Book club member. <laughs> yes. Oh, um, I also wanted to shout out our good pal, Craig McKnight. Craig McKnight? Book club member. That's yes. Right. Um, we talked about this a little bit last week as well, but over at Buffin But Good Vibes, mm. his independent business that he's built from the ground up. They're supporting the local music scene over there. They're supporting the local food scene over there. So that's really great. And They're doing their best to uh, build a community or keep a community, yes. despite, you know, all the outside factors trying to destroy <laughs> everyone's local communities. And we support the fact that they're doing that. And that's yes. great. And what they're trying to get is a thousand subscribers on YouTube. Seems easy so, enough. So yeah, all you got to do is go to YouTube. I've linked it in the show notes. So go ahead and check that out. There's a lot of great artists on there. You'll find something that you like. There's some really yeah. cool music on there. So and yeah, if you, it's and really if you fun. Just appreciate good vibes. Yeah, it's muffin but good vibes. Yeah. All right. And now we're gonna go on to our listener feedback. Listener feedback. Listener feedback. From the feedback. That's right. You read a story. We talk about it. You hate them guys us. And it's a book club. Get out, treats and flop. We heard from Andrew Craddock. Andrew Craddock. Book club member. Wow. He said, hello, damn peeps. Have you all read Heart Eyes? My local comic book store threw it in my bin as I get a lot of Hellboy horror titles, and it was a fun read. Okay. One that throws you in the middle of the action and expects you to catch up. 
definitely a gore fest, but interesting. Oh, so I don't no, know if Danielle would like no. that. Yeah. But so, so your local comic book spot was just thought to themselves. They someone working there yeah. was like, "Hey, this guy would probably like this. I'll chuck it in his bin." Yeah, that's that's cool. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, Bedrock's done some stuff like that wow. too. Wow. So they have been promoting some local creators. <gasps> And That's lovely. They'll just have the books there for you to take. That is beautiful. And um, they'll just put them in your box for you. That's amazing. And so, yeah, that's really cool too. So, really cool. That's awesome. Heart Eyes. This is by Hopeless, Ibanez, Diaz, and Boland. It looks pretty cool. Um, the cover artwork. He sent like a little screenshot of that. Oh what do yeah, you think about the, that? the cover looks. Like, I probably won't read it. <laughs> Looks disgusting. But, but uh, I'm happy for you that you're enjoying it, and I think that's great. I like and the logo. That's I'm all really about nice. uh, you cool. enjoying the things that you enjoy. I love that. I'm, I, I support you. Yes. I support you. And I'm going to check that this. out. Go for it. I want to check this out. You definitely should. You definitely should. All right. We got a Hey You Damn Guys from Hayden Orr. Hayden Orr. Book club member. That's right. Hayden Orr says. And co-host. And he also has a podcast, Last Book on the Shelf. I'll link in the show notes. Last book. Check them out. really fun. Last book on the shelf. Hayden Orr has this to say. He says, great episode, you damn guys. The Rankin-Bass movies were some of my favorite as a kid, as long as they had monsters in them. Like Bumble from Rudolph. Or the only, unfortunately, Halloween-y movie they made, Mad Monster Party. I don't know. I've never seen that. <laughs> Giant Robot Hellboy. Yes. Also, do a power bomb is so amazing. After reading DWJ's stuff for a while now, I was expecting an emotional steel chair to the head, but the one in that book still got my ass. Incredible. Yes. I'm also hyped for June part two. How you June? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm super fucking stoked. Can't wait. In fact, I've been re-listening to hour-long loops of the Sardaukar chant. <laughs> yes. Okay. Nice. All right. Okay. We're fucking with a real Juner. Yes. All right. Okay. Which has gotten me into more throat singing videos on YouTube. Yeah. No, for sure. That's an excellent deep dive. Oh, okay. Yeah, so... yeah. We love like Mongolian throat singing and all this stuff. What got me into that originally was actually exposure to um, Bjork and, right. her, and her stuff, and I Medulla. was like, "Oh, let me get in here." Yeah, Medulla. Yeah. Let me let me figure out what's going on here, and let, that let, got me into let, a whole. Let's do a quick sidetrack really quick let's do because some, yeah. uh, go for it. The, the, I have to do a little tangent here Please. because Medulla. Um, it's a great album by Bjork. But great it, album. One of the things that's remarkable about it is it's all voices. Yeah. There all the no, instruments are voices. All the instruments are voices. So they got like Rozel doing beatboxing. Yes. As, so laying down all the percussion and stuff like that. And they have just, there's a whole documentary of all the Amazing people that they brought documentary. in. But uh, Mike, Patton Mike Patton is part of that choir or whatever yeah. you want to call it. And they had some throat singers They had on like there. native Icelandic yes. right, throat singers. Yeah. And that's kind of my... Um, that was my like most vivid memory yeah. of watching that was like the way that... She performed when she was doing that. Like the there was like a, a main lead yeah. throat singer that they had, and then they had a whole choir of throat yeah. singers as well. And there's all these live performances you can watch, and the recordings of those are just mesmerizing and just mind blowing. And it will change your whole entire approach to music in general. Yeah, yeah, I, I would just check out like yeah. some of those tracks. Just listen to one song from that album. It, it's really wild. It's pretty. It's pretty remarkable how they were able to. Mouse do that. Cradle is probably the one that had like the deepest impact on oh, me. Oh, I like Where is the Line. Where is the Line is an incredible yeah, track. That's, Amazing. That's my That would be on my that recommendation. One. My patents yeah. on that one. Anyway, continue. Sorry, no, I could talk about this forever. It's a great, yeah, awesome. And 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 Hidnor continues. In, f- <laughs> in fact, I've been re-listening to hour-long loops of Sardaukar chant, which has gotten me more into throat singing videos on YouTube, which led me to the band Hailung. I'm not pronouncing that correctly. Ha- mm. Mm. I wish I knew how to pronounce this. Hailung? Okay. Who do throat singing folk metal? He says, question wow. mark. That sounds great. I'm going to check it out. I'm so Sounds excited. Good. 
all based on Norse myth. They have a song called Al Fadir Haiti that's all about Odin and it fucking rips. Also, they aren't Nazis. I was just about to say, mm, are you sure they aren't Nazis? You have to be super careful. But here he goes saying they're not Nazis, so that's good. Uh, also, they aren't Nazis, which is un an unfortunate thing to have to specify when talking about bands that have a lot of Norse themes. But oh well, I was literally so just true. about to interject and be wow. like, oh no, Hayden. Uh, he also continues. It is sad, though, that I know, you it have sucks. To that. Take it back. Let's take it back. Can we do it? Is it too yeah. late? No, we can do it. Okay. Haydnor says, I've been playing Web of Word and really enjoying it. However, I've had the game straight up just crash on me three different times. Oh, Ooh, that's so saving. frustrating. That is frustrating. Oh, my God. It. So I've lost a whole night's worth of progress three times. Uh, is it so? Is it a thing where you have specific save points or can you save at any time? Each mission is like an episode. Okay. Right? So after you get to the end of that thing, but you have to beat the boss, then it kind of saves. So it's an auto-save after an entire chapter has happened. Well, that seems maybe halfway through the chapter, it saves. So it, it will auto-save at certain points. Yeah. Okay. Because so there's, there's no save points. And in in usually every level, there's a point where you have to teleport to another part okay. of the level, and then... That will be a save point. Mm. And then from there to the end. Mm. So it's like two chunks. That seems in this in yeah. this day and age. In this day and age, yeah. You know what I mean? I feel like I can get on board with either. Where's the typewriter that he. I can do like, like save Resident points. Evil. Yeah. I can do like save <laughs> points or I can do like auto save when the boss is about to have stuff like that. But like it just auto saves every once in a while in the middle yeah. of a chapter maybe is kind of like. Mm. Mm. So he says he's lost a progress through to and at this point I don't think I'm gonna actually try and finish the game. Uh. Oh. On to the surfer though. I'm so glad you guys started the series. I'll openly admit that at the time the series came out, I dismissed it because in my mind all Slot had done was add a manic pixie dream girl to the Silver Surfer and it probably was goofy. But that was such a misunderstanding, and I'm so happy to have been wrong. This series is goofy sometimes, intentionally, but it's got way more heart and real story to tell than a lot of other titles that were also coming out around the same time. Great stuff. A lot of honesty there, and I appreciate yeah. that. Thank you for being honest and being yeah. like, oh, I dismissed this just because on the... But then, like, I I'm glad that we covered it because it's great. So, hey, how about that? Yeah. Book clubs, that's I what they're that. for. We love that, right? Yeah. Very cool. You discovered something you didn't know that you liked, and now you like it, and that's great. All right. Thank you, Hayden. Great to hear from you. Yeah. Always great to hear from you, Hayden. Yeah. Make sure to check out his show. Last book on the shelf. We also heard from Drew Campbell. Drew Campbell. Book club member. He said, this series is so good. The way the page layouts are used in the Galactus story make it a great example of how unique comic book storytelling can be. No other medium could present Dawn and Norn's separation or the way they are brought back together in the same way as it's depicted here. It's a succinct and clear image on the page that is instantly understandable, where in any other medium it would need to be explained to get the point across. And then the second story, that gut punch on the last page. Man, who else could pull off the combination of whimsical fun, philosophical exploration, and heartbreakingly realistic emotional drama that Slot and the Alreds perfected on this run? It's a freaking masterpiece. Oh, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, I've really been in love in the Silver Surfer run. I, I think once we're done, I'm going to go back. I want to go back and reread it from beginning to end in like one sitting okay. or something like that you know okay cool well, that's we'll, what we'll, the omnibus is for yeah we'll we'll talk about that when we get to the end of this episode um because i do have a kind of a, a homework assignment for next week okay all right mm, i don't like the sound mm -hmm. of that you're gonna have to be more specific we also heard from mark tweedell mark tweedell book club member yes he said, John, I'm very much looking forward to hearing your thoughts on the world of Black Hammer Volume 3. Actually, I just need to talk to you about the whole series in detail. Regarding the Quantum Age, Jeff Lemire had mentioned he possibly would like to do a follow-up, The Quantum World. That sounds awesome. Um, yeah, so the Volume 3, I mean, not everyone's read the Black Hammer, but what's interesting about it is it's got, like, two stories. One takes place in the past, and one takes place in the future. Um which just is a weird combination to put together in one book. Anyway, it's just interesting the way that they kind of fit together, even though they don't really have anything to do with each other. Yeah, but I would love to do a Black Hammer episode with Mark. Maybe we just do like a spoiler episode or something like that. I don't know. Black Hammer. Well, um, that first trait for Christmas, so I'm going to read that. Yeah. 
Um, okay. I'm actually, I've been pretty. I've been wanting to read Black Hammer for a while, so I'm pretty excited to start it. Awesome. Okay. Yeah, we'll have to talk about that. He also said Severance is marvelous. I'm glad you're getting into that. You were talking about that last week, right, Aubrey? Yes, Severance was so good. I cannot wait for season two. Nice. And then he also said, Danielle, I've never seen a Zack Snyder film I've enjoyed. So at this point, I just skip anything he's involved with. So Hayden responded and he said, have you seen his Dawn of the Dead remake? It's the only movie of his that I think can actually stand on its own. Sounds gross. But of course, it's a remake of a classic movie. So that's yeah. not exactly it's saying not a whole even lot. A, yeah. um, but I, I, oh. I do enjoy that one, though. Okay. I, I think that that one's good. The screenwriter for the remake of Dawn of the Dead was James Gunn. So, I don't know. I really enjoyed the remake nice. of Dawn of the Dead. I yeah. thought it was a really good movie. Right on. And, yeah. I, and I love the Romero zombie films. I mean, they're great. I mean, they're fucking groundbreaking and right shit on. like that. But yeah, no, Zack Snyder's not for everybody. But yeah. I enjoy it when I see it. You know, I mean, it's not like I might clamor and see it. I'm not going to go out of my way to no, see sure. it. No, sure. You're just like, sometimes <laughs> you want You're like, I'm, let me turn my brain off and, and put this on. And yeah. It's fine. Well, we watched, yeah. I, I guess we're going to get into the what do you see, what do you say, but we watched that Rebel Moon or we had it on. No, you watched it. I guess I just, I, it was not what I was expecting it to be, I guess. <laughs> I don't know, is what I'll say. <laughs> so um, you were expecting it to be good and it was not. Well, I was expecting. I don't know. I don't know yeah. what I was expecting. I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe <laughs> I, I've heard it was, I've heard it's real bad. So I just was like, I'm uh, not going to watch this. It was just like boring. <laughs> it was just kind of like boring, to be honest. I don't know. That's how I felt about it. Yeah. I mean, you know, there was some cool imagery and stuff like that. But of course, that's his whole thing. You know, Hayden and Mark, they also talked about that. Like, if it looks cool, then it gets in there and it doesn't really matter like what it means or if yeah. it makes sense on our last episode mark's recommendation was misread oh dear yeah so he was talking about a book called fix it there's Dr- a section called fix it fix it We're fix the fix episode it. drops of god was the name of the book that he was recommending what did we say uh a drops of blood <laughs> how did we misread that badly i don't know i uh, I, I was it? like me probably you me did. probably me i don't know Boo. um all right reading too quickly <laughs> All right. Thanks for all the feedback, everybody. And now we can go on to our next segment. What do you see? What do you say? What are you seeing and what are you saying? What are you saying and what are you saying? We just watched Across the Spider-Verse. Oh, Oh, did you have fun? Oh, my God. That movie was amazing. It's a fun one. From beginning to end, the animation blew my fucking mind. (laughs) They yeah. need to treat uh, their animators better. They need to pay them act- more and, and give them less crunch. We're going back. Uh, we, we actually restarted watching Into the Spider-Verse so we can rewatch Across the Spider-Verse again. Yeah. Back to back. Nice. Right. Yeah. Nice. Very cool. Very fun. <laughs> oh, my God. And then we're, we're actually talking about we're going to watch some of the other Spider-Man movies, too, because why not? <laughs> hey, why not? Why not? <laughs> I think we can talk about some of the things in Spider-Verse, right? I mean, at this point, oh, yeah. it's been I out for a while. I don't remember anything about it at this point. Uh, Aubrey, what did you think about the um, the 90s Ben Riley? Oh, Ben Spider- Riley? Yeah. Oh, my God. That was so awesome. That was good, like, right? You know, I mean, okay, so I was, that's one thing I kept trying to say. Okay, I saw the 90s Ben Riley Spider-Man. I saw the Spider-Man from the Spider-Man Unlimited cartoon that came out after Spider-Man. Oh, yeah, yeah. There was a spectacular Spider-Man. There was fucking Tobey Maguire in there. (laughs) (laughs) Donald Glover pops up. I mean, holy fucking shit, that movie was amazing. What I really kind of like about it is I actually really enjoy the story, um, the relationship between Miles and Gwen. I like like them together as, you know, being them together as a couple, you know, that's just fun, you know? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, yeah. yeah, I was just, I just had that on the other day. So it's kind of like I've had a little bit of a refresher, I guess. I, I just kind of had it on. So, man, awesome. I don't really have anything this week. It's yeah. just been a really busy week. It's been a hectic week. It's been a busy week. Yeah, we haven't really had haven't time really, to like yeah. sit down and watch anything or read anything. I've been trying to read Ooh. my books. So every once in a while, I, I try to sit down and read my books. And every time I try to read my books, something happens. I have to get up and stop reading my books. Yeah. I listened to this episode of this podcast, Movies versus Capitalism. That's uh, our good friend, Max Strackbine, guest start off. Matt Strackbine, oh, nice. comrade, book club, yes. book, book club comrade. Oh, I'll totally link that in the show notes. Thank you for bringing that up, Aubrey. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I've never seen the movie, but it was a fun podcast to listen to. What movie was it? Michael Clayton with uh, George Clooney. Oh, okay. I think I've seen that. 
I, I was like, I want to go back and I want to, I want to watch it now. That's it. Yeah. They made it sound really good. <laughs> awesome. I'll check that out. Thank you, Aubrey. And now we're going to go on to our book club episode for the week. And this week we're continuing our discussion of Silver Surfer. This is the run from 2016 by Dan Slott and the Alreds. Story by Dan Slott and Mike Alred. Art by Mike Alred. Colors by Laura Alred. And letters by Joe Sabino. Let's talk about this issue 12 cover. Pretty good. I just noticed that little owl red in the tree right there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't. It doesn't go. I have can't a, do it. I have an actual page made of paper. I can't. Danielle has the actual book, so um, she can't zoom John, it. John's zooming in on his thing, and then when I try to do it with my with my fingers, it doesn't go. We have these things at work. Uh, you place it on the paper, and you can zoom in, and you can see the individual dots on the Shut printing. The fuck up! That's so fucking cool. Wow, that's yeah. awesome. That's so fucking cool. Yeah, I think they call them loopers. Or can something I come like over that. and you show me that? Yes. Awesome. So bring the comic with you. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it. Like we were talking about on our previous episode, at the end of the last issue, we had that panel where they kind of come to the realization that her dad died, right? Yeah. Right. And we cut straight to this. We open on today or tomorrow, not really sure which. And Dawn is with her dad, Reg Greenwood. He's serving her her favorite dish, seafood bisque. Do you like a seafood bisque? Not me, but I do understand uh, why people like it. Yeah. I didn't really eat a lot of seafood growing up. Mm. I'm more of a for, gumbo. For reasons. Kind of a person. I'm more of a gumbo person. I, I ate a lot of that growing up. So. Oh, okay. As we pull out, we see that they're surrounded by aliens. They want food, too. We want food. The little kid aliens pull Dawn away to play, and she's like, Dad? And he goes, go, have fun. Don't worry. I'll be here when you get back. But it's not really Reg Greenwood. It's Euphoria, the surfer and Dr. Fuzzmeyer tell Euphoria that's enough for today. If you insist, Euphoria says. It's just that I like seeing her happy. Well, and so he's the uh, Euphoria is like, oh, if you insist, and Silver Surfer's like, yeah, I, I do insist, yes. actually. Yeah. Please fucking stop. Part of him is obviously like, this is fucked up, probably. Well, yeah, so you remember when they went to this planet, yeah, right? Yeah, I do remember that. And then yeah. at the end of that story, a bunch of them decided to leave because they were like, no, you know, we don't want to live in this fantasy world. Yeah. But they were all dealing with grief. They were all the last survivors of planets that had been destroyed by yeah. Galactus. So right. Euphoria was kind of acting as a therapist or whatever sure. to them. We flash back two weeks ago. Or possibly months ago. Because when you're uh, dealing with such uh, grief, deep grief, exactly, that you time is sort of just like loses all meaning. You don't really know what's right. going on. You're just sort of a fog. So that's that's what's happening here. And if you go back to the opening page, right, it's kind of like that same. Um, right. She's still every once in a while. It's still hitting her. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's very traumatizing. We're back when Dawn learned of her father's death. This picks up at the end of the last issue. That suffocating panel at the end of issue 11. Even Costas tell Don that her father was alive for the birth of the baby. He got to be a grandfather for a little bit. They named the baby after him. Don asked to go to his gravesite, but he asked to be cremated and have his ashes spread in the breakwater, which they've already done. Well, she was like, oh, when are we going to go do that? And she's like, oh, we already did it. Yeah. And she's, I can't believe you did that without me. Oh, you could have waited. And she goes, what are you talking about? Yeah. We didn't know if you were ever going to even come back. Like, you just took off for months without even telling us? Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Right, yeah. Yeah. Right after he well, made you dinner. Yeah, like. You know, so I don't know if you remember, I went back. Your father made you dinner and well, you just yeah. fucking took off mm -hmm. and didn't tell anybody. And, like, and, like what the fuck you? Like, that's extremely valid i feel wasn't it like uh destroyed meat and like smashed potatoes yes like it was yeah, yeah. he said yeah. um your father pressed meat into a loaf and destroyed potatoes <laughs> he pressed yes. he pressed the meat and destroyed the potatoes but um uh, he mashed them that that was but right after um she met her mom that whole thing happened with her mom right and yeah. then surfer brought her back and then she was like i just want to get out of here right so she just left and then all of the shouting and arguing woke up the baby. Yeah. And so Dawn's like, you know, this is little like, I'm sorry. Yeah. Kind of a thing. And so there's a lot of stress happening here. Silver Surfer doesn't quite know what to do with himself. <laughs> 
It's like, uh, that is so funny. I didn't even really notice that. His body language there. His body like, language. Ugh. Like, he doesn't, like, I don't know what Ugh. to do in this situation. No, Grief yeah. and a baby right? crying. Like, I'll battle the whole cosmos and yeah. do whatever. But in this situation. This awkward family. Yeah, hands off. Just, like, uh, this is a total no. shit show. Back on Euphoria, Dawn paints a boat with her dad. She always sees him looking out over the water. So she asks him if he ever wanted to go out there. She calls the surfer out for hovering, too. She's like, you're hovering. He's like, I, I should leave you two to your, to your project. And she asks him to join them, but he says he's going to check in with the doctor. I like how he's like, keep an eye on the time, Don. Your father has to go soon. You'll see him again tomorrow or the day after. He's trying to fade that yeah. out. Maybe distance her a little from that and like maybe kind of wean her off yeah. of that, probably. I yeah. said wean her. Let me, let me rephrase that. <laughs> that was last episode. Sorry, that, yeah. was the last episode that was the last that episode that we were talking about. This he's, he's trying to kind of gradually like ease her off of being dependent on this, probably. Yeah. And is he seems there seems to be like this growing concern about her dependence on this. Below the surfer meets with Dr. Fuzzmeyer, and the doctor explains how Euphoria is helping Don deal with her loss, and they will slowly wean her off his dependency. The doctor asks the surfer why he doesn't join them, and he says, This planet Euphoria is a honey trap. Only my power cosmic protects me from this world's beguiling effects. Oh, shit. In my lifetime, I have been twice shackled, as a slave to Galactus and as a prisoner of Earth. I value my freedom and mobility over all else. I must stay silvered up, or I too could fall into this world's sweet embrace. What an interesting uh, character moment. Well, it did happen. But that's what I'm saying. Like, it, yeah. it, it, it already happened. So yeah. he's like, and then they were like, ah, and then he had to fight Euphoria for them to leave. That's and his then, number one anxiety. So he's, like, like he's, he's like, this is not happening I again. Can, yeah, I have to stay in control yeah. for Dawn's sake. Yes. Yes. And what of the girl? I did not bring Dawn here to abandon her to some unending fantasy. I will continue to watch over her. So very intense... Back at the Greenwood Inn, so now we're back in the past again, the surfer and Costas look at all the family pictures on the wall. If you look in this first panel where they're putting the picture of Reg, like the picture above it, remember when they took that one? Where Silver Surfer is dressed in the clothes and all that? Yep. So they talk about that this is their family tree. And uh, yeah, I just enjoyed like zooming in on these. These are really cute pictures. This is what like a family tree looks like. I can't zoom. I need a magnifying oh, glass. Oh, you can't zoom. Or I need Aubrey's the device Aubrey was the, describing the earlier. Was well, oh yeah, you'll love it. <laughs> so since uh, I'll have to show I have you an on, actual book, I'll have to show you on my advanced technology. Yeah. Um, if you zoom in all the way to this panel, this picture of the of them making the sandcastles. You see a guy? You see anyone in there? Oh, what the fuck, bro? That's fucked up. Oh, yeah. That's Norville Rappaport. What is he doing there? Costas and Surfer talk about how the Greenwoods took them in and, and made them feel like family. Costas asks the Surfer why he's always hanging back. I did not feel it was my place to interfere. And then that's when we see all the pictures. Costas tells Norn that he should go talk to Don and maybe Silver Down first. He has some clothes for him. I like where he's like, hey, you're practically my brother-in-law. Yeah. And he says he can keep the clothes this time. I like how it's that same style of outfit that he wore last time. <laughs> well, it's just a, like, oh, a sweater and some so jeans. And I yeah. mean, it's cold outside. You yeah. got to put like a, a, it's cap, nice. a cap on it. It looks like climate well, it appropriate. Al- it also looks like it doesn't quite fit him as well as it does cost us. You know, it's, slight, <laughs> it's slightly bigger. Yeah. Not, not like super baggy or anything. Just slightly bigger. Dawn is sitting at the place where they spread her father's ashes. She asks a surfer... If he can tell her what part of the ocean he's at. But the surfer's like, I can't do that. Even though he could track her mom with hair from a brush, there is no Reg Greenwood for me to find. Not anymore, Norn says. Physically, he's gone. But he still exists and will always exist. In the past and in your memories, your father will always be with you that way. That's a sweet panel right there. Yeah, I agree. But I like how Costas had to tell him, like, why don't you go silver down before you go out there? You know what I mean? Like, he wouldn't think to do that. On Euphoria... Don is doing cannonballs and playing with these alien kids at a watering hole. The surfer, Dr. Fuzzmeyer, Euphoria, and Mama Hub all observe and talk. This is as long as she's gone without interacting with her quote-unquote dad. Euphoria wants to reach out to her, but the surfer says they shouldn't risk a setback when she's mostly healed. Mostly, Mama Hub says, men and sentient planets, all a bunch of fools, the lot of you. 
as if the heart can mend on a schedule. That's it's a type, good line. That's the type of thing Mama Hub would say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dawn is telling the aliens about her niece. Her name is Regina, named after her grandfather. And then so she starts remembering, you know, everything, and she starts crying. She doesn't feel like swimming anymore, but she seems all right. But Euphoria is looking on, right? Right. Because, like, I don't know if you remember this, but in the in the last story with Euphoria, this character talked about is it a she Euphoria? We could say they, uh, if you if you like. Okay, so they talked about how it's their job to protect the inhabitants from all negative emotions. Yes, right, and they like, feel so, very strongly about that. So it's like this is what they're there to do. Yeah, like that's their right. job is to do that. Protect and from so, any negative, no matter. Even though beings need to feel yes. negative emotions sometimes, just as a necessity, yeah. you need to be able to feel that. But it's not euphoria. Them. It's right. not, you know. But you need to be able to learn how to process that. And so euphoria is hell-bent on making sure that never happens. So she's very conflicted in this last panel here. The sheer emotion. Yeah. Um, and the facial expression and everything, the body. It's like really. Yeah, because she, Dawn is crying. So yeah. it's like, wait a minute. I should be able to just give her whatever she needs to stop that. But she needs to be able to work through this. Right. Yeah. But I think it's interesting yeah. that this character, yeah. Euphoria, doesn't understand no, that. No, really struggling with that a lot. It's really interesting. Back at the Greenwood Inn, Eve talks to Don while they watch Regina sleep in the crib. Don apologizes for not being there, and Eve says it's karma. She's like, remember, I was the one who was zipping around all over, and you were here. She oh, was like, "Now I have a family." Yeah, I remember. That's bullshit, though. Come on, mm. that's such so, that's so silly. Like, no one can control any of this. It's just life. It just right. happens. But she tells Don that they're thinking about selling the inn. It's too much work for them. Yeah. And yeah, she goes, "Let's be honest. The inn was always your dad's dream, not mine, or yours." And so we see Dawn kind of like walking through it, right. kind of looking around, and she. It's dark. The no, no yeah. lights are on. It's night. Yeah. And then so she's like, she tells the surfer to silver up. And he's like, as you wish. And she goes, you know, if I could, I'd silver up too. Aww. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Well, I think it's like she's saying that also because she wants to insulate herself from the pain. Yeah. You know, well, yeah. Grief. That's yeah. Yeah. I, I, exactly. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I thought that was a great line. Um, so she's going to sneak off again. That's what she's trying to do right here. But Eve catches her. She's like, hey, what the fuck? Yeah. Right, <laughs> and she can't leave without saying goodbye. Yeah. She's like, "I wasn't," and then Eve goes, "Right, sure," because she knows, yeah. yeah. And she goes, "Just promise you'll be back for Thanksgiving." And Don says that she will. They leave, and Don tells the surfer that she knows exactly where she'd like to go. The planet of the base. So she's already thinking. <laughs> Look at this guy. I'm just saying. Oh, that is the planet. They're of the going base, to the right? planet of the base. But she's already thinking of Euphoria. Yeah. She's already saying, she's already thinking that this is where she wants to go, right there. Alive. It never dies. Women are we my see favorite guy. Uh, we see Norville watching him leave. That's what I'm saying. Yes. Mm -hmm. I remember this is when she left Anchor Bay and Earth for the last time. Mm. So that's already, uh, okay. that, that right there made me feel right. something because she was just saying, I'll be back for Thanksgiving. And now it's like, oh, now she's never coming back to Earth. That sucks. I know. I don't like that. As they travel, the surfer doesn't think that this is the best course of action, but ultimately listens to her. I love this panel on the bottom left. The colors and everything oh, yeah. are just amazing. Just flying by like some incredible thing, you know, <laughs> like, like you do when you're the surfer. Oh, yeah. So we see her return to the planet Euphoria, and I like the progression over this page because... For the first couple days, you know, it looks like the first 30 days or so, she's with her dad, like, probably every day, you know. Yeah. But then as you go on, um, she's not with him. But in the second panel, he's like, remember, Don, that is a hus inhabited by this planet's consciousness. And she's like, I know. Just let me have this, please. So, like, she knows what yeah. she's doing. but Well, she's trying to process her grief in whatever way. And she has a way that she can see her father again. Yeah. I mean, yeah. There's some fun details in here where they say... uh What's the name of that constellation again? Sad crab in a top hat. Remember yeah. that? <laughs> but there's, yeah, there's panels where she's, you know, she's playing with the other inhabitants and, and picking fruit yeah. and doing all kinds of different activities. I like the whole conversation about the s'mores. Interesting. <laughs> what planet do these s'mores creatures kill from? Planet Hershey's. <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah. And of course, all the colors. I like how each one is 
its own little thing. We catch up now, day 67. Dawn has a nightmare. She talks to Mama Hub. She's like, I thought that couldn't happen here. And Mama Hub says, you can have bad dreams anywhere in the cosmos, dear, even on this happy little planet. When they heard her scream, both Euphoria and the Surfer come to look after her. Euphoria wants to go to Dawn, but the Surfer will not allow it. He does not want her to have false comfort. Euphoria says she would just manifest next to Dawn. And the Surfer uses his power cosmic to bind Euphoria's consciousness. So Euphoria tries to call out to Dawn. And the Surfer cancels out all vibrations and sound itself. Oh, wow. That was good. Some empty <laughs> word bubbles here. Yeah. I like. I thought that was really cool. That's fun. Yeah, but uh, I love this escalation. You know, how they're trying to like one-up each other. It's you know? like you need to chill. Because Euphoria is basically the whole planet. Yeah. Right? You know what I mean? I don't know if you remember in the last episode. I do. Or on the last thing with Euphoria had manifested. This is the same thing that happened last time. Yeah. <laughs> on <I this>. know. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? They should have known that this was going to happen again. Right. Anyway, I love these next couple pages, right? Because we get this really emotional scene with Mama Hub and Don and they're processing all the grief and everything. And then on the bottom she's like, of the... She's like running her fingers through Dawn's hair yeah. as she lays in yeah. her lap and just just like pouring her heart out and just like really talking to her and comforting her and all this stuff and talking to her. And then like this ma- like this, <laughs> this fucking huge fight with Euphoria is a big giant monster and all the word bubbles are empty. And because it's, it's quiet because so he canceled out all this happening. <laughs> right? I like that. It's so wild. Um, but she says, uh, the surfer always says the universe is infinite and ever-expanding. Well, which is it? It can't be both. And Mama Hub's Why not? Like, yeah. That's <laughs> Why <the> nature- not? <laughs> That's the nature of space. It's like a parent's love for their child. Before you're born, your parent's love for you is infinite. And from the moment you enter the world, their love for you expands. It grows every day. That's how I feel about my dad, Don says. No, dear. A child's love for their parent, that's the nature of time. It is both ageless and never-ending. The love you have for them, it was there from the moment you began. And even when they are no longer with you, your love for them goes on and on. So sweet. And then they're just fighting and all that. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. This is just a lovely piece of writing. I love this part where she says, And someday, if you're very lucky, you'll know the greatest secret. A shared love that is both infinite and ever-expanding. And ageless and never-ending. And they will be your space and your time. They will be your universe. With the surfer and Euphoria, um, the surfers managed to, like, dissipate Euphoria, you know. But not dead, just kind of, like, a, not a being anymore that's fighting him, or he's subdued right. somehow. He won. Yeah, basically. Um, and I love how he's like, did you hear it? Did you hear that? Any of that? Please, I have to know. But Don's fine. Poor surfer. Yeah. I just, yeah. he's got this huge responsibility that he's put on his own shoulders to right. love and protect Don like you do when you love someone and you want to protect them and he's like did you hear that any of it I, I, I have to know if you heard any of that because like clearly he was saying some fucked up intense oh, shit right yeah about Don's situation right I didn't even think about that yeah you know what I mean they're Euphoria. arguing with Euphoria mm-hmm. and like to them it's super loud but to no, like no one else can hear what yeah, they're saying so yeah. like they're arguing about like probably no, I have to come for Don. He's like, no, you can't because mm-hmm. of whatever reason. I I yeah. have to stop you from doing this yeah. because it's not I didn't even good think about for her. That. That's good. And you can't be her dad. You're not her dad. And he's probably talking about her dad and her loss yeah. of her and how her grief is manifesting and blah blah. And he has to be like, hey, did you hear how much of that? that did you hear? <laughs> because he doesn't want to hurt her, but he also knows that like, you yeah. know what I mean? Just so intense. That's and so good. when I saw that, that made me feel like oh this guy like he's just he's such a sweet guy yeah and he's doing his best but there's just so much he can't control and a lot of hi- these stories have been him discovering yeah that even the power cosmic yeah. cannot take on certain things that you know sometimes it just has to the power of love or whatever yeah. etc so well here you go the power of love because she's like you were ready to wait here for me forever norin rad I know you. There are two things you never want to be, bound to another or imprisoned on a planet, and you were ready to do both for me. And, and he, was like, he was like, I, well, I was not going to leave you, though. Yeah. So she's like, I'm ready to go now. So, like, this conversation with Mama Hub and this realization or that she's had here, you know, that's kind she's of... She's ready to start her actual grieving right. process. Like, Yeah. It hasn't started yet, really, I feel. 
on this bottom panel, like you see the moon above the tree, yeah. not the three moons. Okay, so do you think that's three moons in alignment or a weird crater that looks like an olive or an eyeball? <laughs> no, they're all in alignment. I think they're in alignment. Yeah. I think it's an alignment too, but I mean, when I it first looked at it, I was like, hmm. It is fun though. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, it's on another page too. Yeah. Um, the artwork in this is always amazing. You know? Yeah, there's so many details to look at. You got to get that thing so you can zoom in. <laughs> I like how when they're saying by surfers like Euphoria, all is well, surfer, and as it should be. So their fight is over. That's good. They're like, it's cool. It's cool. We're cool. But before they leave, Dawn has a request. She wants Norrin to silver down and uh, ride like, with her in his citizen clothes or whatever. In his civvies? Yeah. In his civvies? He's like, I need the power cosmic to fly through space, though. And she's like, well, I don't. And she's like, I'm on the board. If it can do it for me, it could do it for you. So See, she's talking about how the board is, is magic right. and how it's fine. Yeah. And he's like, all right. He's he's just flying through space in his civvies. Yeah, I love that. Amazing. This is how you feel? Yes, Don says. There's a secret to it. You just hold on to everything. And it holds on to you. All right. I like that he doesn't know what it feels like He's never done it before. for a human to be on there. Because, yeah. like, imagine your senses and everything's flying past. It would be past. weird. It would be super scary and well, weird. Not you have once you the get, magic of the board happening. Well, yeah, well, once you get used to it, yeah. you know, but I think it would be a bit jarring at mm, first. Probably at first. Yeah, it probably would. I mean, yeah. when do I get to write not on a soapboard in space? Not for me, I simply would be completely fine with it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> All right. I love this cover. Look at it. I need some of these robes, John. We yeah. need these outfits post haste. What do you think of their old? They're all old. I love it. Timeless. We open on the constellation of Seath when we all ran out of time. The Never Queen talks to Norville Rappaport. She says she could see him. Rappaport. She says uh, maybe that's what it is. She says she could see him since the universe began. Why are you here? This is the moment before it happens, he says. How could I be anywhere else? The Never Queen tells Norville that he is a man of no possibility, forever choiceless. He's like a cancer to her. Yeah, he sucks. Because she's, she's of all the possibilities, right? And he's like... This guy sucks. He's just got a one, one mission. Norville says it can't be helped. Perhaps his being here is the problem. Whatever the case, it starts with them and her final wish. What is Dawn's final wish? She wants to go back in time and see her dad. I don't know if that's a good idea. She just wants to say goodbye to him. And she says they've done it before. They reference issue 11 where they were stuck in that time loop also. Um, so I don't know if you remember this. Like when all the Secret Wars stuff was going on, right when the title was going to restart in the numbering, the Never Queen was like, there's no future left, remember? And she was like disappearing and they had to like travel back through the past. Yeah. Okay, so that's mm -hmm. kind of what she's talking about here. They were almost trapped in a time loop for all of eternity. Right. It's bad. Don't do it. The surfer says it's a great risk, but he could never refuse Dawn. And they try it. And so it begins and ends, as all things do, with a choice, the Never Queen says, as she observes. I should have stopped them, Norval follows. You never could, the Never Queen says. This was their choice. Yours was made long ago. All we can do now is watch as their story nears its final chapter. Grief makes you do fucked up things. So they go back to the Impericon. That's where they first met. This is where they first time traveled on purpose. Uh, sea Silver Surfer, Volume 1, Issue 13. That's the one that I was talking about, right? Yeah, so I think Issue 11 is the one that was the, uh, the time loop, the one we had to read in the comic and not the uh, digital. Right, and 13 was the Secret Wars one with, yes. with all of that. So they talk about how it was from residual energy from the Motivator Cube. That was the thing that started this whole comic, right? That was the thing. It it picked one person on Earth that had to stand for the Silver Surfer, and it was Don, who'd be the most important person in my universe. Funny, Don says. That's what it did for me, too. So they go. They start traveling through time. I thought this was a really cool fact, you know, how they have, like, all the different versions of them. But as they're going, they overshoot the past and they can't stop the time current is going too strong how do we get out of this last time the surfer says 
and then they see another version of themselves. I don't know if you remember this. That happened in that issue 13, right? They were going back through time. They saw another version of them, and they were like, hey, you know, so this is the other side of that. We're finally seeing the other side of the Dawn and Surfer that they saw then, right? She says, everything seems bad right now, I know, but it all works out in the future. Trust me. And then she's like, listen, this is really important. Tell your surfer to look to the right. Do it now, right? That's where the tear in space fabric was. So they were able to get out. But we saw this bottom panel in that issue, but we didn't know what it meant. All we saw was that Don was like, oh, I hate lying to myself. Right. Because it's not going to be okay. You know, now we know what she means by that. The surfer is like, we never should have done this. They travel all the way to Galactus in Cubacell. He's like, this is terrible. He hasn't even hatched yet. They go all the way back to the Alphex, the Alphex and the Omegron. They're going to crash into the Big Bang, right? That was the thing that caused that. So they do that. I love that panel where it just like everything smashes. There's no time. There's no anything. They've literally gone all the way back. The bang goes backwards. Yes. At the bottom of the... Oh, panel. you're right. It's like flipped around. That's a really oh, cool yeah. thing. Yeah. Dawn wanted to go back in time to see her dad and they ended up going all the way back to the very beginning of time and they end up in this giant crater don is like where are we the surfer is like it's not where when we're in the universe that existed before ours it's a different set of rules he observes his cosmic energy his power cosmic is blue squares observes (laughs) even the energy signature of my power cosmic is different here blue with squares he says when it's usually dot 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 he doesn't finish it yeah and then they hear something great Hello, you down there? Are you okay? Yes, thank you. We are fine. (laughs) Go away now, please. I just love that. He's like, my cosmic senses are still working. That man up there appears to be great galaxies. It's him. And he's coming this way. I love a great galaxies. And Don's like, who? We don't know anyone in this universe. And he's like, quickly, we've got to change now. He uses his blue squares. Yeah. Power cosmic. That's great. And she's like, wow, nice outfits. Okay, so look at his outfit. I'm looking at it. Who is it? He's Norville Rappaport. <laughs> That's the guy, Norman right? Norman Rad, Norville Rappaport. So she, he's like, this is what they wear on Ta. And she's like, oh, your hair finally grew. And he's like, yeah, my powers are different here. Because whenever he turned mm. into a human form yeah. in their universe, he was bald. He's like, for the sake of our timeline, we must make certain that he won't recognize us. And she's like, the future, Norrin, you still haven't told me who he is. Who's this guy? He's like, greetings. I am Galen of Ta. And she's like, I'm Don, and this is Nor. And he goes, Norville. Norville, I'm Norville. <laughs> we are name. pleased to meet you. And she's like, why'd you cut me off like that? And he's like, not now, Don, please. <laughs> shush, shush it. And she's like, and to me, you promised you wouldn't rearrange his atoms anymore, because now he's got like a jetpack. Yeah. And that's like the well, surfboard. She also goes like, Norville. Wait, I know a Norville, and you kind of don't, please. Yeah, there you go, right? She's starting to remember something, too. We'll talk about this. Well, I'm not, glad you pointed that out, Aubrey. It's not really a jetpack. Isn't that the thing he puts his feet on? Oh, that yeah, yeah. there you go. The That's what that, it like, is. like, reboot thing? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God, I forgot about that show. Right? <laughs> it's great. Everyone forgot about reboot. Everyone except Danielle. Mm. So, this guy, Galen. Jeffrey Wright. Oh, okay, Jeffrey Wright. Yeah, he's like, uh, actually, that's a that's a pretty good casting. I know because um, he's good great. Casting. So Galen is like, this crater was formed by a massive impact. I wonder what could have caused it. And he's like, no clue. <laughs> but it was them, right? They smashed into it. Yeah. And Galen's like, fellow scientists, come with me. I have something to show you. And Don's still like, who is this guy again? Galen of Todd. Jeffrey Norville Wright. Says. God, I already told you. Jeffrey Wright. He played Commissioner Gordon in the Batman. Yeah. The man who will one day become Galactus. And she's like, what? What the fuck So are you talking about? Galen of Ta, he first appeared in Thor 169 from nice. 1969. Cool, nice. Cool and nice. And nice. this is where Galactus first told his origin. He told it to Thor because he was like, you're worthy. So That's I can awesome. tell you. So he talked about how his he was originally this guy Galen. And he was from a previous universe, and that universe was infected with this plague called the Creeping Plague. Thor, let me tell you all about this Creeping Plague. Yeah, so he built this. Um, so we go over, he shows them uh, the Incubacell. He calls it Lifebringer 1. So I thought that was interesting because we know... So is it Incubacell or is it like Incubacell? Incubacell. 
There you it's go. An inky, is it an incubating? Inky, inky, yeah. But, That's uh, pretty good. He calls it Lifebringer 1, which is cool because he's going to become Galactus the Lifebringer. That was the, the goal yeah, of I thought that Galactus, was... right? Well, I mean, there was yeah. a very roundabout way of getting there. I mean, he did a bunch of just really horrible... Horrible, horrible well, there he, stuff. Well, that's it, right? Because he's... Before that. When he's showing the Surfer and Don his ship, Norville says, for the day when he will emerge from it in our universe as a devourer of worlds, and my once and future master, together we shall slaughter countless billions. Trillions, isn't it? Horrible. Or here and now. Most could, likely. Yeah. Or here and now I could take one life, his life, and save them all. Fuck. And he's about to do it. Bro. But Don's like, don't you dare. And she goes, the life bringer. In our time, he evolved. He became a force for good. Together, we helped him double the lifespan of the universe. Would you undo that as well? And he's like, no. I mean. So then when Galen turns around and he's like, hey, guys, Aww. what's up? Well, They're... my friends, <laughs> are we going on this thing, epic quest or whatever? I like that he's a, just a nerd with yeah. all his rolled up scrolls and he's all excited, all his rolled up papers. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was a, a a really interesting way to depict, like, yeah, you know. And we were talking, oh yeah, we were, great. And we were talking about who would play Galactus, and like Jeffrey Wright's Jeffrey Wright. not a bad Jeffrey choice because he's got the voice. Yeah, he's got the voice. He's got the voice to be Galactus, absolutely. But he's already the Watcher, so isn't, isn't, that, no, isn't he already the Watcher? No, but that's just in the anime. You know, they wait. They could totally do that. It'd be great. He could do two voices also. He can do another voice. Give me two voices. Give me two voices, Jeffrey yeah, Wright. Yeah, man. He's a voice actor. You do more than one voice. It's fine. I like him as just a little nerdy scientist who's like, well, friends, yeah. do you want to go on the set? And, <laughs> yeah. turn, and then, like, then he's like, later he's fucking Galactus. That would be great. Yeah. And I like his outfit, his, his proto-Galactus outfit. I like outfit. his proto-Galactus yeah. outfit. That's really good. Yeah. Good, good point, Aubrey. All of this is amazing. You know, like the colors, the design of the Lifebringer 1 ship, they all kind of harken back to that kind of jack kirby yeah, colors scape you know of those type of issues and it's really all cool the colors i like that very good when they get far enough away you know don's like let's change back you know change to me back so they do i like the squares <laughs> he's got the squares yeah uh... he says there's only one way back to our universe and it's inside that ship but there's a chance that they could emerge as world devourers wow Is right there? Yeah, Could they? because that's what happened. So, oh, okay. So, um, Surfer and Don don't go with him. So he finds some other people that go to go with him in his ship. Mm. But then he's the only survivor that all the rest of them die of that creeping right. plague. And when he emerges, he's Galactus. Wow. He yeah. evolves through the process of coming from one universe into the other through that ship. He basically survives the Big Bang or sure. whatever, and like rides it into the that's new universe. Intense. She's like, right, let's not do that. No, don't do it. <laughs> so he says, unfortunately, they have to stay there. There is no going home. And she's like, ever, what do we do? Well, my senses tell me that while it is doomed, this reality has decades left, possibly a century even. And these stars, these worlds, they're ones I've never seen. They're all new cosmos for us to explore. Would you like that, Don Greenwood? And she's like, with you, yes. I'd like that very much, Norrin Rad. I think they take it pretty easy that there is no ever coming yeah, back ever. I yeah, they're like, well, don't know about that. <laughs> I thought that that was like, wow. Well, but, but wherever and whenever, whatever universe, yeah, I would, I'd be with you in any universe. Well, she and she was ready to leave anyway. You know, she I'd was. She was trying universe. to sneak off again. So La laundry and, and taxes with you, <laughs> etc. So we see all their adventures. They became exceedingly skilled at a game called Super Spore. So we see them Super playing. Super Spore Ball. <laughs> yeah, Super Spore Ball. Despite only being bipeds. I like how, like, every Ploptober and through Eve Timber, we go plasma rafting. I never should have let her name the months of our new calendar. Yeah. <laughs> every Plorptober through Eve Timber, we yeah. go plasma rafting. Wow. Ploptober. Yeah. Plorp. It says Plorp. Plorp. Plorp, I'm sorry, Plorptober. How dare you? Anchorus, so for Anchor Bay, right? Aw. Yeah. Um, and on their 12th summer at her favorite cafe, I proposed, and she said yes. I love the little waiter, the little guy that's bringing them their... That's, that guy rules. <laughs> he does. That guy rules. I wonder if he's like, oh, how lovely. That guy's great. <laughs> also, 12th summer... 
This bitch waited 12 fucking years? <laughs> Absolutely not. Wow. Well, he's the surfer. It's, it, it's hard to nail. Unacceptable. It's hard to pin him down. <laughs> and then they start gardening. Norrin, Don says, the universe is my garden. She was right. It was. All this is really beautiful. Yeah, and they're it's just super like, good. And they're growing old, you know, as we go over yeah. the panels, we see, it. you know, that they're aging. I love their space digs. They're all pretty cool. Sagittarius 12th. <laughs> <laughs> By our 64th autumn on Ta, it was time. Our traveling days were over. And so they picked a spot by the lake. And with the power cosmic, I fashioned us a home. And she's like, don't forget the bay window. Facing the morning suns, I know. And so I like how she's like, uh, so this is it then? We're done seeing new stars? And he goes, well, we'll come on and see them every night, I promise. And she's like, that's not the same. And he's like, true, but before I met you, Don, I had gone on countless cosmic journeys. Let me tell you about them. And then it will be as if you were there with me. And she's like, I like that very much. Norrin, have I told you? You are my time and space. You are my universe, he responds. That's super sweet. So that's what Mama Hub was saying, right? That was her yeah. uh, That was her speech to Don, is that someday she would find someone like that. Anchor's ninth. And the surfer's telling Don this story. Um, I thought this was pretty funny. Uh, all this is made up. I, I was trying to see if that was a reference to an actual comic, but there's a celestial who's a toddler, something like oh, that. Oh, sure, yeah. None of that is... But that, that, yeah. that's the that's kind fun, of adventure though. they would have in this series, sure. you know? Now they're super old, and Dawn's in the bed, and she's like, I know what you've been doing. I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm not stupid. You've been using your power cosmic each day, every day, all these years, to grow old with me one day at a time. What nonsense. Why? I... Nice try, but I'd like you to stop it now. Please. No more illusions. As you wish. We get the blue squares. There you are, Norrin Rad. Earth girl. Spaceman. And he's like, Don, I have to know. Since we knew this universe wouldn't last, we decided not to have children. Shut Do you... up. No, tell me. Home, family, these things mean so much to you. You never saw yours again. Never went home. Be honest. Do you have any regrets? And she kind of, I love that panel where she's like, she thinks about it and then she closes her eyes. And when she closes her eyes, we get this amazing double splash page, right? So, I mean. Oh, yeah. Look at everybody. Yeah. That's all their adventures. Look at Plorp. <laughs> Mr. Plorp. Mr. Plorp. Mr. Migdala. Good stuff. There's Nightmare and Doctor Strange. Yeah. The little monkey with the symbols. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um The big the, the big dog from the moon. Little the little Brundlebud guy. He's in there. Uh looks like Rocket Raccoon is in there. Um it's Miles. The space whale. Miles is here. Remember the space whale that I was like, space hey, space guys. <laughs> yeah. It's just so fun watching it, looking at all this, you know? Well, and then they have Toomey in there, and Toomey has Don's reflection, too. I thought that was really sweet. Yes, that's super sweet. Yeah. Honestly, I think this would make a great poster. Oh, yeah. I'm sure that it probably exists. <laughs> probably. She's thinking about whether, you know, she has any regrets. She closes her eyes. I wouldn't change a thing. Don? Do you remember when we first met? Yes. You introduced yourself. And then you said, I'm Don Greenwood, and I'm going to save you. And I did. And you did, in every possible way. And then just that little subtle change, right, where the reflection is her gone Her reflection from is in Toomey, and then yeah. on the last panel, her reflection is no longer. There's no reflection. No, yeah. There. Yeah, it's gone. I guess we're maybe a year later, or no, Anchor's 10th. That would be the next day. Mm -hmm. The universe beckons, Norrin says, yet I find that I don't wish to see new stars, not without you. There's a little gravesite, and so if you see the little, like, marker, it's like Earth, right? Because it's Earth and then the moon. Earth and the moon, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Earth girl, or I guess, or Earthling, or whatever. Well, yeah. And he tries to ask the board what they would like to do, but he's like, it's just a reflection now. I guess she had to be around for the magic to work. Jeez. Friends, Timber 31st. <laughs> I love this detail. He's telling her the details of the Super Spore Ball. Aww. He's like, yeah, and so this is what happened this year. And I'm sorry, I'm sure one of your favorite teams will, you know. So he's just like Jeez. keeping up with all of that and then going and talking to this gravesite. But all of a sudden, all this is interrupted by all these explosions. I love the explosion of color on these bottom panels. And he's mm -hmm. like, Galen's in Cubicel. That means it's time. 
the universe is ending. So he silvers up. Uh, As he's leaving, he's like, I will not allow this to be your final resting place. There, by the power cosmic, matter, your matter, transformed into energy. Mm. And so he, like, I don't know, manifests Dawn's energy, I guess, from her gravesite. And he follows the... I think he is whatever remains are still there. He's compacted them all into a little sphere. Right, there you go. Which is weird. Which is weird. But it's blue and squares. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. I'll I'll be some blue and squares. So he's like, come along, Don. I'm taking you home. And that's and we have one more issue left. Yeah. So we'll save that one for the next episode. This this last half part of this last issue we just read, that where we see them kind of growing old together. It really reminded me of um Highlander. Okay. Uh, where you see you see him growing old with his, his wife. Before he goes off on his adventures and all that, and you know, she gets older and he stays the same, but it's just like it's really sweet and loving and all that kind of thing. And you know, I just thought I guess got a similar feel. Yeah. To this. Yeah, I thought that this was um, interesting that the surfer just you know he lives a whole life. You know what I mean? He makes himself he like makes himself old over the years, and the book is Silver Surfer, so you have to see things from his point of view, and that is what would happen. You know what I mean? Like if he ever had a romantic love or whatever would happen you know this is what would eventually happen right he would be with them until they would grow old and then they would die and he would have to go on or whatever deal with that and you yeah. know i think that that's a you know this book has been real goofy and you know all the cool adventures and the creative things that they've done and the time loops and all that weird stuff but it's also like it's also about this character you know and how he deals with being inside of a love story or whatever you would call this right you know i thought that yeah that was, there's all the high flying around adventures but it also brings you back of, to the reality of like what it means to be a cosmic being or whatever i don't know in thor the dark thor a good movie uh no <laughs> seriously i think it's good Lo- loki's telling thor he's like this day the next doesn't what does it matter it's yeah. a heartbeat you'll never be ready like yeah this what does it matter yeah yeah you have to prepare yourself to feel grief over the loss of this human person mm-hmm. because right right you're never going to be ready for this it's, yeah it's going to be like that silver surfer was just chilling straight chilling mm-hmm. it's like i'll just get a day older every day the way that humans do right yeah and then don's like hey so you can stop now. I'm about to die. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. And I just thought that was, I just, you know, she took that very well. Yeah. I think that's so yeah. interesting that she played along. They both were just playing along the whole time. And then at the yeah. end, he's like, all right, well, now what? Yeah. <laughs> what am I going to do? All right? right. I guess right. I'll be here for the end of the universe or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I mean, I like how he didn't really, he didn't have any desire to leave her there you know so i mean that's just i don't know i guess he's we'll st- find out what happens next yeah. he literally stayed there until he couldn't anymore yeah you know he literally stayed there in that place they had together so i don't know that's pretty sweet and he wasn't silvered up either no, he just yeah. kind of stayed like i don't know yeah. a dude or whatever well because yeah. earlier she's talking about to avoid her grief she wishes she could silver up right right he didn't though he didn't he waited yeah. until literally the universe is about to end and he's yeah. like okay Time to silver up. Yeah. He felt yep. all that. He decided to feel all that. And, and I feel like um, the way that we s- see that scene of him talking to her about the super spore ball and stuff like that, like, he's doing what she did on Euphoria in a certain way, you know what I well, mean? Like, oh, yeah. But in a normal yeah. way. In a normal the way. The way that normal people but do it, it. But it is, but but it is, he is. De- people who lose people do that, but and it's he's, fine. He's dealing with grief on an emotional yes, level. Yes, he's dealing with human it. Le- on a human level, yes. you know what I mean? And, and, yeah. In a way that is more, yeah, obviously yeah. positive or whatever than going to a planet and game, whatever you want. Don't do it. I'd still love to visit there, though. Mm. <laughs> I don't have time for this discourse again. I know. That's where we landed on, I guess. Yeah. Good place visit to only. visit, but you you wouldn't want to live there. Yes. You shouldn't want to live there. So we have one more issue, and I wanted to save the last issue for us to have an episode on so that way we could just like, you know, um have a little bit more extended discussion on it. And what I was my homework assignment for, for you guys would be mm. to just kind of flip through the the book and oh okay i can do that like what are some of your favorite moments what were some of your favorite characters you know 
things that happened, moments that happened that resonated with you. And all of our listeners, too. I would love our listeners to also, you know, go back through the series and um, send us in some listener feedback and let us know, you know, what have been some of your highlights, what have been some of your favorite stories as we get ready to wrap up this series. This is, I think, is this the first series on this show that we've totally read all the way through? I don't think so. I believe so. Really? Yeah. I think we've spent yeah. the most episodes reading this. That feels... Well, like we read parts of Invincible, but we never, we, you know, we, we did that. We did a part of Scott Pilgrim and we've done a lot of like one-offs here and there. But yeah, no, this is like the first like volume that we finished. <laughs> yeah, I think this is the most episodes we've done on a single series, but um, I could be wrong. We've done a lot of, ba- oh no, wait, we did the whole Baltimore omnibus. What am I talking about? We did the whole That's Baltimore a- one omnibus. What are you talking about? But we haven't finished it though. Yeah. Yeah, we haven't finished Baltimore. So we we've, got done, more to go. we've done more episodes on that. We need I'm to come back to that. I'm done with you talking about it. Awesome. Well, I'm excited to get to this last issue. Yeah. We'll wrap it up. It's going to be good. We'll have all of our memories. We will. What do you think about that? I mean, that? you'll have all your memories. I notoriously do not have most of my memories. Well, just get the book and just flip I through will. it. I will. I'll look go, through it. I'll flip through it. You'll go, hey, I remember this. I will. I'll say that. That was a gas. No. <laughs> I won't say that. Part. Okay. All right. Um, I'm excited to hear what you guys thought of these two issues. And now everybody's going to say all the things. All right, everybody. Uh, fuck, man. That was a great. I thought it was a great love story. And that's like two love stories in a row. Like three, you know, because we just did Hellboy in Love not too long ago. Oh, yeah. Uh, Who did? So tell us what you thought. <laughs> did you love this series like we did? Uh, say this stuff. Hey, you damn guys at bookclubmembercomics at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at bookclubmembercomics and on Twitter at bookclubmembers. And as always, you can find all of our resources on our link trees, on our social media sites, and our Podbean website. As always, a special thank you to Paul from Gladderheim for the listener feedback theme. Thank you, Paul. Thank you. Our theme song is by Only Beast, and you should check out the new album, Long Con. It's really fucking good. Thanks, Aubrey. Thanks, Aubrey. You can find the podcast wherever you get your podcast from, and when you're there, open it up and give us a five-star review. Every little bit helps. And if you're enjoying what you're hearing, tell a friend. Have them join the book club. Everybody wants to be a book club member. Do it. Next week, we're finishing up. The Dan Slot, Mike Allred, Laura Allred, Silver Surfer Run by Reedy, Silver Surfer, Issue 14, Volume 2016, or whatever it's called. Uh, so you guys know what to do. Pull out those issues. If you got the Omni, keep it cracked open. You know, or get the digitals or the floppies and join us next week at Buckley Member Comics. Thanks for listening, everybody. I'm John Salinas. I'm aging and will someday die. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm already loving saying, great galaxies, it's him, and he's coming right for me. Jace. <laughs> Jabers, Crapers. Oh, that was good, Aubrey. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>